Welcome back to Faith Radio Mornings. I am Carmen LeBurge, sitting in today for Peter Kapsner. We're thrilled to have you with us here today. We're, we're seeking to equip and empower you as a Christian uh, out there in the world to live faithfully always and in all ways. And so joining me for conversation now to help equip us to do that in the area of our working life and our businesses is Bill English. Bill is a regular guest here on Faith Radio Mornings. And last week, he started summarizing for us the best practices. The full list um, uh, is is something that we are going to work on today. Um, and so last week, Bill shared the top five. And so, Bill English, welcome back to Faith Radio Mornings. And welcome to Faith Radio Mornings, Carmen. How are yeah, you? Yeah, thank you. It's great. I'm 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 fabulous. Thank you. you know. So <laughs> last week, <laughs> last week you rattled off. Uh, well, yeah. that's not fair. Last week you you didn't just rattle them off. You you delved deeply into them. I am now going to rattle them off. <laughs> All right. So we can um, review for folks the top five, and then you're going to round out the list uh, for us, and we're going to go more slowly through um, items six through ten. So just as a reminder to folks, the top five best practices, the first one is related to employees and HR. Um, what's, what's the one... What's the one nugget we need to know about that? Just hire character and train skill. If you hire bad character, you get toxic people on your staff, and that'll ruin your business. Yes. So I like to say hire for character, not just characters. Well, yes. 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 That, that would be a, <laughs> way, a way to do it's that. Good. Yes. So number two, personal development. Yes. You need to have a pe- – uh, these best practices are for business owners, mind you. And so uh, the personal development aspect is that you need to have a, a team of trusted advisors who speak into your life and into your business on a regular basis and who can give you some truth that probably your staff is never going to give you because once you hire your first person in a business, you really never know what everything that's going on in your business after that. So employees tend to only give you 80%, 90% of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because they're trying to protect themselves against you thinking that they're the cause for things that might not be going right. Uh, potentially, or potentially they're trying to manage your emotions. If you're a person mm-hmm. who, who gets angry sometimes, they uh, tailor what they say and do to make sure that you don't get angry. It's something that we all do in life. And, and uh, you know, one of, my, one of my axioms is the truth is never the problem. And so, mm. uh, you know, we got to deal in truth in business if we're going to be successful. Okay, I love that. Um, conflict and problems is number three. Yeah, you got to embrace, engage, and deal with the negative, right? You have the problems that you tolerate. You have the conflicts that you tolerate. Lots of conflicts leave uh, lots of opportunity, growth, and profit on the table. So get in there, manage those conflicts, resolve them, and move your business forward. All right, number four is cash management. Yeah, you know what? You can go out of business if you're profitable on an accrual basis, but on a cash basis, if you're always building cash in your business, it's a lot more difficult to go out of business. And so uh, we talk about knowing your cash break-even, not just your break-even, but your cash break-even, getting under it and staying there. And as your business grows, of course, your cash break-even grows, uh, but you want to get under it and stay there. So I feel like we could have a whole conversation about cash management um, related to uh, the status of things in America and our uh, crushing debt. But we you, we not have to save that for a different day. So number five on the yeah. list 
right? Number yeah, five I mean, on the list is governance. Yeah, governance. Uh, crazy smart people who are highly talented often make bad business partners. So mm. what you want to do is choose your partners carefully. Choose them not for the utility that they bring to your business, not the fact that they can do a lot of things in your business, but choose them because they know how to govern and manage and, and they can take on risk, basically financial risk, and that they know how to do the governance parts of, of a business. Uh, you're, some of the worst decisions that business owners have made is to hire crazy smart people who are very good at what they do, um, but those kind of people tend to not have a lot of good people skills, and they make them partners, and then they live with the pain of that decision for you know years, and it's just not mm. a good thing. So it seems like, Bill, that there's a lot of uh, connecting back to number one, which is hiring character and then training for skill. Um, because if if I'm hiring for character and um, then some of these other things, I'm not saying they work themselves out, but they are easier to work out. It's easier to work out conflicts and problems with a person who is, you know, a person of character. Um, it's easier to govern alongside or it's easier to govern a person who, you know, has has good has good character. So number one really does seem to need a big, bright, shiny star next to it. Yeah, and and, and it's really a reflection of, of really the first third of my Christian business reference architecture out at BibleandBusiness.com where I, I talk about who you are is more important than what you can do when it comes to stewarding a business. So business owners have been given a, an incredible stewardship opportunity by God, and they have a unique platform from which to give, from which to influence, those kinds of things. They can screw it up if they don't have the character to manage it properly. And so the first, the first part of the Christian business reference architecture is all about who you are. Do you know Jesus? Uh, are you free from the bondage of sin? Can you manage conflict well? Do you, do you have margin in your life? The very things that, that affect you will also affect your business. And here's, here's one more thing. Your personal dysfunction as a business owner will always be imprinted onto your business. Every organization takes on the personality of their leaders. And so your, your, your business will take on your personal dysfunctions. Nine times out of ten, you will see those dysfunctions or you will translate that as a business problem rather than an ownership problem. And that's where so many small businesses get into trouble. They don't see how themselves, the owners don't see themselves as to how they get in the way of their own business. They keep stepping on their own feet, and they don't even realize it. Hmm. All right, friends, we're talking with Bill English. The website is BibleAndBusiness.com. He made reference there to the Christian business architecture, but he and I are also talking today about the top 10 best practices. We're going to slow down after the break and move, uh, move more methodically through the list, items 6 through 10. You're listening to Faith Radio Mornings. I'm your host, Carmen LaBerge. Welcome back to Faith Radio Mornings. I am your host for the day. My name is Carmen LaBerge. You can check out what we're doing at MyFaithRadio.com, and you can also share today's show uh, via all your connected devices on the Faith Radio app. So good morning to you all, wherever you may be. Uh, may you be in Christ wherever you are. Uh, that would be, you know, my encouragement today to be abiding in Christ 
wherever you find yourself, uh, wherever you find yourself laboring, wherever you find yourself um, shoveling snow, wherever you find yourself uh, in whatever capacity you are serving today, you are serving on the front line of the gospel advance in this generation. So I want you to remember that wherever you are serving today. You are serving on the front line of the gospel advance in this generation. And so let's get after it. Uh, and today to help us do that in our businesses is Bill English. He runs the website BibleAndBusiness.com. He is also a consultant for the Platinum Group. And he recently held a seminar for small business owners called the Best Practices Conference. And he is sharing those insights with us today. So we're picking up at number six on the list, Bill English, take it away with decisions. Decisions. Learn the difference between being tenaciously committed and foolishly stubborn because the two look very, very similar on the surface, but they're going to have remarkably different results. So tenaciously committed is, you you know, we all hear about stories about a, a guy or a gal who gets into business and they just stay after it and stay after it and stay after it and boy, through through heaven, hell, and high water, they figure out how to be successful. And we all stand up and applaud and yay, yay, yay. You know, but there, for every one of those, there's probably 500 businesses that failed uh, who really tried just as hard. So it's it's something that you have to know when to fold them, when to hold them, when to walk away, when to run, to use uh, Kenny Rogers' song from the 80s, dating myself. And so tenaciously committed usually is to a plan, to something that has been vetted with your trusted advisors, something that you uh, do well and that you know you're going to be successful at because you're following plan. Being stubborn is just saying, I want my way and and it's going to have to be my way and I'm just going to will this into existence kind of thing. Usually the latter ends in disaster. So number seven on on the list is mistakes. And I think that, um, you know, in terms of business leadership, this one is applicable, you know, across, in fact, all of these are, uh, across many environs. Many of us do not like to admit that we make mistakes. And then we, um, because we don't want to admit that we made a mistake, we don't deal with the mistake, which gets us back to sort of conflict and problems in number three. But what is it, what happens when I rationalize my mistakes? You don't you don't take care of them. You don't solve them. You don't change them, and the mistakes continue to fester and pester in your business. And so uh, every turnaround that I've ever been a part of, one of the things Platinum Group does is a lot of turnarounds. We take businesses that are literally on death's doorstep within hours or days of going bankrupt, and we step in and we turn them around and make them profitable again. In every one that I've been involved in, the ownership has been rationalizing their mistakes. They had good reasons as to why they stayed the course, why they were foolishly stubborn, and why they kept going down the path that led to destruction. And uh, they didn't take those opportunities to use their mistakes to learn how to do their business better. So we, we really talk about don't rationalize your mistakes. Own it up. Admit it. Uh, face into the negative and uh, start making the changes that you need to make. So the next item on the list is number eight, and it's leadership. And so in addition to hiring for character, when I am trying to hire key leaders, what's really important? they got to be smarter than me and better than me in the areas that they're uh, hiring. This is a Steve Jobs thing. He said, hire smart people, not so that you can tell them what to do, but so they can tell you what to do. And I, I really buy into that notion that when you're building your leadership team in your business you need and you're hiring key positions, especially your C-suite and your VP suite, you need to be hiring people who really are good at what they do. They have the character to fit into your culture, and then you turn them loose and let them 
them go do what they do best and you don't micromanage them. Yeah, I think that one of uh, one of the real challenges is once you've hired somebody, then letting them really be who they are and do what they do, trusting that you have hired for character and that you have hired a quality person um, versus imagining that they're going to do it in every moment the way you would do it. Because if that were true, then you would be doing it. Well, yeah, so many so many small business owners are high control people. And so they they have a very difficult time letting go and delegating, or they delegate and then they come back around and they micromanage or change decisions behind a person's back, that kind of thing. You can't do that when you're a business owner and expect your business to scale and grow. It just isn't going to work. And your top talent isn't going to put up with that. They're going to experience that a few times, and they're going to float their resume and go somewhere else, and you're going to be left with mediocre talent in your business. So what you really have to look at is when you're hiring your leadership, you are giving up control. And that's the point. If if you want to scale your business from a million to five million to twenty million to a hundred million, you're going to have to more and more narrowly define your role in the business as the owner, and you're going to have to get out of the way of the great people that you've hired. Mm. So uh, that's just so applicable to ministry as well. Oh, it is. Like, it I, is. I'm just like it is. I'm like reading your list, and I'm thinking, wow, there's just so many ministry leaders who need to be reading this today. Okay, so we got nine and ten left to yep, go. Yep. So let's do purpose. Yeah, have a transcendent purpose to which your life is tethered. Profits come, profits go. Money comes, money goes. Wealth comes, wealth goes. But purpose, life purpose does not. So if your purpose is to make money, then you'll be like Han Solo when Princess Leia looked at him in the first Star Wars movie and said, if money is all you want, then money is all you'll have, right? Mm. And uh, if, if, you know, the the things that we really want in life, money can't buy anyways, now, just a couple examples. Money can buy uh, medical uh, care, but it can't buy health. Money can buy a thrill, but it can't buy joy. Money can buy a house, but it can't buy a home. I, I could go on and on with this thing, right? And so what you need to have is a transcendent purpose to which your life is tethered that is outside your business, that isn't part of your business, that really forms the core of who you are so that when you're in your business, you're not all about the profits. You're really about using your business for the kingdom of God. Okay, so um, I know we, we need to do margin, but I want to connect for folks. I want to connect number nine to number one, because when I'm hiring people, I'm looking for their answer to number nine. Number nine is purpose. And and the way that I can, I feel like I can judge the character of an individual is if they understand, if they get it, that their purpose is not to come and do a job, that their purpose is some grand, grandiose thing that what do alongside me and whatever it is we're doing together in a, in a business or a ministry um, is, is advancing them toward the next thing like right i'm not trying to capture them forever into my little system to advance something that i'm doing i am trying to um see who who sees what i'm doing as a part of the pathway to their next thing because if they're going to really want to do well in what we're doing together if they see it as moving them toward their greater purpose and so um the character part of this for me um, in part is I, I want people that are really passionate about some world changing gospel advancing purpose and and that what we 're doing together is just a, a part of that so all right, super quick we got to do number ten, which is margin yeah, take time to get away, unplug, focus on something completely non business take time to be with your family and friends. You will never lay on your deathbed saying, "I wish i 'd spent more time at the office." 
Right. So last night uh, we processed uh, a, a quarter of an elk in my kitchen um, because the night before we had only cor- we had only processed a quarter of an elk. So there you go. Take time with your family to do the things that are important and, and fun. processing elk is important. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're going to eat, if you're going to eat, right? The 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 one who wants to eat has to labor. There All right. You hey, go. Bill, you and I have to leave it right there. Friends, you can you catch bet. up with Bill at BibleAndBusiness.com. Bill, thank you again so much for joining us on Faith Radio Mornings. You bet. Friends, I got to take uh, I got to take another quick break, and uh, we'll be right back here on Faith Radio Mornings after Breakpoint. <laughs> 